In today's episode of The Digital's Growthcast, I'm joined by Hope Anthony, Kevin Baker, two project managers with The Digital, Carrie, our director of operations, and Richard, our company founder. For any companies thinking about rebranding but scared of taking a hit to your search engine ranking or leads being generated, we'll be going over things to consider so that you have a smooth transition. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Great to be here. If a client was looking to rebrand an existing business, uh, what are some of the first steps you would take to facilitate the rebrand? So I think one of the things that you need to think about is um, picking a new company name um, and also what your domain name will be that complements that company name. Um, there's a few things to consider. Um, you want to check your Secretary of State website to make sure that your company name is actually available. And then also check a domain provider and make sure that the domain name you're interested in is available. And you would also want to check and make sure that the domain that you choose has a clean past. So oh, you would good want point. to do a search to make sure that that domain does have a clean past so you're not picking up a domain that would, you know, harm your rebranding. So in other words, do a Google search and make sure there's nothing ugly indexed with that domain name or a mention of that domain name. Normally what you would do is go to archive.org and you would look through there and make sure that it did have a clean pass. There was nothing you know, derogatory, anything associated with that domain in the past if someone did have it before. Great advice, yeah. You might also think about to pick a company name and a matching domain that has some level a keyword in it. It is a lot uh, less important these days than it was like five, ten uh, years ago to have exact match domain names. I'm not uh, referring to that, but if your domain name includes maybe a keyword that uh, describes your uh, business and services or products, that could also definitely help on your SEO efforts in the future. I think in general, too, the shorter the domain name, the better. Um, would you agree with that, Richard? That I mean, <clears throat> I've noticed that shorter, more popular keywords are you know more expensive if they're even available at all. But you know, you want to try to not have you know carpet awesome carpet cleaning in Raleigh, North Carolina.com. Like even though that has keywords in it, it's really long. So you'd probably want it something more short and simple that also complements your brand and maybe has, has a keyword in it too. Yeah. And that's too generic as well. So even like someone would look for your business online, then they probably would find a lot of other companies too. So you right. want to come up with that kind of unique brand name. And again, I'm not saying it is an absolutely must, but if you rebrand, then uh, think about it to include a few keywords as well, if it's possible, and of course, on a reasonable level. Another thing is some people will, will think about their company name and domain for months because, you know, maybe they have other stakeholders that need to agree. But if you have three great ideas and you, you can't decide which one you want, before you spend a lot of time and effort and resources in picking one, if the domains are not too expensive, I would just go ahead and get all three of them because you could have spend six months 
trying to plan your company name and then you go to buy it and it's gone because, you know, somebody could buy your domain name tomorrow. So, you know, a lot of times if the name is not super popular, you can get it for $10. Of course, if it's short and popular, it could be thousands of dollars. So, you know, obviously you would need to, you know, make a decision before you buy it. But if your domains are not super expensive, go ahead and, and grab it for 10 bucks if you can so that you don't spend a lot of time on graphic design and meetings with clients and then you go to buy it and it's gone. And dot coms are becoming a lot less available than they used to be. So you have to take that into consideration. So that's a great point, Carrie. One thing to note about that, Carrie, is when you have uh, one of the projects that we're working on, they actually have the word and in their title. So they actually went and got variations of and as well. So forever and company, forever and the and sign company, other ways that people could spell it. So go ahead and get those up too, just in case people inherently type in or search for it uh, in a different way. Great idea. You might also want to pick up the .net or the dot. I don't know what the next most popular extension is, but you know, you preferably want to use .com as your primary, but if it's not too expensive to get the other extensions, it would save you from trying to have to compete with someone else who, who grabs your domain, but .net. IO uh, extensions are getting more and more popular, especially in a technology software field. Uh, for some cases, that might be an option as well, even if the .com is not available anymore, but uh, .io is, is, is definitely a name for certain verticals. Yeah, I've seen that too, especially for software or software as a service. Yes, I have as well. So I've picked a brand name. I, I've researched it. I feel comfortable with it and I'm ready to pull the trigger. What steps should I take so that people can still find me under the old brand name and the new brand name? So if you've <clears throat> if you've already created your new logo and you're created a new website and you've launch that website, you'd want to make sure that you do 301 redirects from your old domain name to your new domain name. And whenever possible, do a direct, uh, do a 301 redirect from the old page or product directly to a, a, a relevant page or product on your new site. Don't just redirect, you know, blanket redirect the entire old site to the homepage of the new page. You, you want to direct them to something that's relevant because if they were searching for a product, especially product, searching for a product on the old site, you don't want to be dumped onto the homepage of the new site and then have to search for that product. You're probably just going to give up and go somewhere else. Would you also like to keep the old domain and redirect it to the new domain for a certain period of time? to also then phase it out in the future um, just so you would not lose some traffic and emails as well that may be associated with that domain to transition the clients over from using the old emails at that domain to the new email at your new domain.com. So some type of giving people some transition time, also the search engine, some transition time to. Yeah, definitely. So in order to have specific 301 redirects, you do have to continue hosting the old domain because you need a place to um, add those redirects. Um, if you let your domain expire, you won't be able to do redirects from that domain anymore. Actually, this is 
actually the most important part of a rebrand uh, in a digital way. Uh, definitely you want to do trio once and you want to do it early and you want to plan very, very well. What I mean about it, uh, let's say you get a new website, uh, rebrand, you probably did the rebrand because you have new product lines. Uh, you might drop uh, a few different services. That means you eliminate a few pages, you might add new pages. And uh, definitely you want to redirect uh, all your old pages to the new domain pages. And if that is a brand new uh, page that of course wasn't exist on the old web page, so that's not much to worry about. But if you have a, a service offering that you discontinue, you want to make sure you try to find the closest uh, offering that can be redirected because you probably had a lot of lot of related links pointing to that page and you don't want to send the visitors to a totally different page and definitely not to the home page because that might just confuse people like oh i was looking for i don't know like a, a certain type of paint exterior paint and now i'm landing on a home page or an interior paint page uh, you want to be on a related content and if nothing else maybe a, a related blog that could be an option as well speaking of those 301 redirects how important is changing your url structure at that point as well so it's it's usually better at least in my opinion it's usually better to keep a similar structure as long as the old site didn't have a poorly constructed sitemap. If your old site was already successful, then it's not a bad idea to keep it similar. And for example, don't change if the page name is about, don't change it to about dash us on the new site, because that's just a 301 redirect you'll have to do. And it'll, it'll be stronger if it just has the same URL as it had before. You know, try, so try to avoid a redirect if you don't need to do it, just so that the traffic can go straight to it. But um, but if your old site sitemap didn't make sense, then you should absolutely make improvements and uh, you know make structure it based on your research and and to give the best user experience and also so that search engines can crawl your site uh, well. I think uh, a lot of clients might be worried that users know them under a different name and would still be searching for that name. Is this a legitimate worry? Is there anything we can do to guarantee that this won't be an issue? Uh, first thing that comes to mind is maybe they need would need to update their Google My Business somehow. I'm not sure. Maybe someone else on the call can answer. Can you update Google My Business to tell people that your name has changed, but this is the same company? Yeah, you can do a, a domain change and a company name change uh, on Google Search Console and Google uh, My Business and, of course, on Google Analytics as well. And those are important steps, actually, to do. I was thinking um, something really useful that a company can do um, when doing a name change like this is to do a PR release with um, some major distributors so that when people are searching for that old name, articles will easily come up that, uh, you know, explaining to people, hey, we've changed your name to XYZ. 
um, I, I think that can help, you know, facilitate the transition. Yeah, yeah. When we had the blog like the design is the digital now or something. So both keywords in an H1 title, easy to find. Also a company, if they have a mailing list um, that um, people have subscribed to, they could make announcements to their customers, letting them know that they will be making the transition, kind of giving them a reason why they're transitioning to a new brand and, um, I think that would be a great way to um, keep their customers and give their customers confidence in their rebranding as well. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Um, On the technical side, are there any, so we have a name, we've identified our 301s. Um, Are there any steps that users should be taking to inform the search engines of the change? Yeah, so you definitely want to resubmit your sitemap in Search Console, and that will trigger Google to index your, you know, crawl your site again and, and update its reference to your sitemap. And then you can also confirm that your 301 redirects are working properly in the Google search console as well. So there's things that you would want to do in the Google console search console to ensure that those items have been properly indexed by Google. I think something um, that people often forget after they've gone through all the technical details um, and, and the new domain has launched or and the rebrand has taken place is monitoring 404s. Um, a lot of times, you know, you, uh, 301 will slip your attention. And I think it's important that you continue to monitor 404s just to see if there are particular pages that are getting a lot of hits. Uh, through search engines that you might have forgotten to 301 redirect? Yeah, when I'm preparing redirects before a launch, I typically go in Search Console and check the top uh, links to the old site, uh, the top linked pages, both internally and externally, uh, the top clicked pages, and the top impressions. Because, you know, if if it's a site that has, you know, 20 pages total, I would just do all the redirects. But if it's a site that has thousands of pages and posts and things indexed, then I'll pick, you know, the most important ones, the ones that get the most traffic, the most clicks, and that are linked the most so that we don't lose any traffic or backlinks opportunities and and things like that. Yeah, I was thinking um, of a specific example that um, a lot of times we get so caught up um, in in checking all our pages and our posts that we'll sometimes forget, oh, we might have a PDF that's really popular and gets lots of hits and we forgot to redirect. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've made that mistake before and that's why I check <laughs> search yeah. console from now on. Cause um, you know, if you're doing a site for a client, you may not know intimately every little thing that's on their site. And, and so I know one time I made the mistake where I did the redirects for all their pages, all their posts, and then checked it in Search Console and discovered they had a few PDFs that were linked in one of those pages. That and so I had to do a specific redirect. So yeah, that's that's definitely on the pre-launch checklist to make sure that they don't have any other popular resources that need to be redirected. So we, we've identified a name. We're we're on top of our three hundred ones. You know, we're going to notify the Search Councils of the change. What metrics should we be identifying prior to launch to be tracking um, after the rebrand occurs? So I think all the basics, the traffic, you mean on the website, basically? 
Well, well, in general, what in metric general. Uh, should should we be we be tracking? So I would be looking at Google Analytics and looking at make sure that tra that the traffic doesn't tank, you know, after the launch, or that it's at least starts to recover after a couple days or something like that. Um, make sure we don't lose all of our backlinks. I would just say, you know, keep the keep the check check on your Google Search Console on the site. Just ensure that everything keeps flowing properly like you expect it to. That no errors or anything arise. Um, I would say, what do you think, Carrie and Richard? Maybe you know, thirty days. Just keep an eye on it. And page authority too, or site authority. Yes. Yeah. Site yes. authority number. Yeah, and just kind of monitor things to make sure that they're running smoothly in the transition through those tools. Oh, also conversions, leads. You know, if your if your old site was getting ten calls a day and twenty contact signups, and then the new site is not converting as well, you know, try to identify why that's happening. You know, by looking at at it as a user, try to see, did the user experience change and that's why you're not getting the conversions or did the ranking tank, did the traffic tank, did the backlinks disappear, you know, try to determine why it's no longer converting and fix it. Definitely you want to uh, track your uh, ranking as well for your most important keywords and uh, also checking your uh, incoming URLs and one of the most important thing after the trio ones, I would say uh, immediately after the launch of the new domain name, uh, change your URLs on the most important websites like uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, your social, most popular social media profiles. It's always better to have a direct link to your website than a trio one uh, forwarded kind of link and uh, you probably have a lot of directory submissions you do the change on all of those two at least as many you can if you can automate it with a tool that would be great uh, if anyone has a question about a great tool here at the digital we can answer and help you with that to identify the best tools and um, you yeah, definitely want to keep doing link building for this new website. Uh, you not just want to fix the old links that went to the old domain name, but you want to get new URLs as well. So Google can see this new website is not a brand new website. This is an extension of an old brand, and this is still uh, keep growing. Uh, with new uh, incoming links from unique domain names. So I, I think the, the time when a company is looking at a rebrand is usually a good time to take a holistic view of the website. Um, do things need to be restructured? Um, what kind of server are you on? Are, are you getting good site speed? Um, do you have SSL on? Are there are there any other important things you want to look at um, when doing a rebrand uh, so that you're you're launching with your best foot forward? Yep. Personally, I never seen a perfect website. So, and why is it? Because uh, 
not just because it's easy to find a mistake in someone else's work, uh, we probably could find some in our own very own website. But what happens, uh, you initially uh, plan your perfect website. Everything looks great uh, the day of launch, but uh, something happens. So let's say you get a pandemic. Uh, you have to put there additional pop-up messages, new pages. Okay, where will fit something like our office is not closed? Is it under about us? It will be a blog. What is this? On a homepage, an extension section. So you can offer additional um, products and services in the future. You might come up with an idea. Let's uh, do webinars and uh, uh, seminars or any kind of uh, special promotions or just an event for your uh, company's anniversary. That's, uh, if you don't plan it well as well as you were doing the initial planning, uh, one of your people might put it in the not the best and most reasonable place. So this is just happen uh, all the time and it's okay. Uh, but when you rebrand and you rebuild the website, that uh, probably will uh, give you an opportunity to rethink your website structure a little bit better and just move things to the right place. Because again, when you have a quick announcement uh, that you need to do, you primarily focus on the content that you want to put on the website and not where you put on the website. And uh, if you're lucky and you think things through very well, then you will hopefully not just put the right content, but in the right place too. But unfortunately, it's not always the case. So I think between the five of us, we have decades of experience uh, launching websites and, and doing rebrands. Um, does anyone have a particularly good horror story without naming a uh, calling out company that they've seen where a uh, relaunch went bad? We have uh, we have probably multiple times uh, companies uh, came to us and said like, oh, I hired my neighbor's kid or uh, my kid or a friend of them uh, can develop a great website for us for very cheap. And so, yeah, just go for it and come back uh, in three months when uh, you see there are no leads coming in. And 50% uh, of the cases is, is just happening. So, yeah, if uh, someone doesn't prepare very well, you don't even need to change a domain name and you can uh, sync a website. You can zero the performance of a website uh, with a brand new website. You don't have to do much, just launch a brand new website and actually do nothing else. If you don't do your three ones, if you don't structure the website properly, if you don't optimize your pages, uh, you don't code the pages that Google can find the content easily. If you put there a lot of unnecessary codes on that website, if the website is slow, if the website is not mobile friendly, and the list just go on. So I could talk about it all day long, but the mo single most important thing, when you launch a new website, it doesn't even have to be under a brand new domain name, but you don't do three of ones. That's the single most important and the most dangerous thing that can uh, 
uh, ruin an entire business. And what I mean about it, you're not going to get leads, you're not going to rank, no one will find you, and you have to pay a lot of, lot of money for paid ads to make uh, the organic leads back that you used to have. I had a client um, who came to us and I don't remember if they had a friend or another, a freelancer or somebody do their website, but they couldn't understand why the new website, they didn't get a single call or conversion or anything. And so they came to us for an audit and we found that they were blocking search engines in robots. So the web didn't even know they existed. The, the site was kind of a mess too. They needed, a, they needed you know, some improvements, but the biggest problem was they forgot to um, submit, you know, they forgot to uncheck the little box that allows search engines to crawl the site. So that it's, it's, a, it's a small detail, but it's a huge effect if you forget to do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've seen it a few times now where uh, even big companies, um, end up no indexing their whole website and it's just like (laughs) that stinks actually it was on a huge big 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 brand Uh, it's not just like don't block search engines but uh, make sure your robot.txt file also clean that can be a big issue too so it's not just like if you use WordPress and you forget to turn on search engines it's just like by mistake, uh, you use a downloaded template, robots.txt file, you don't pay attention to it, and you just block all pages by mistake. That can be a real issue too. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Hope, Kevin, Carrie, and Richard for joining me and sharing some of the things to consider when rebranding your website so that you don't lose ranking or take a hit in leads. I think you guys hit on some really helpful advice. For anyone looking to work with an award-winning web design and marketing company, visit thedigital.com to view your portfolio and speak to one of our solution consultants about your project. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks, Christopher. Bye. Thanks, Christopher. Thanks.